rest. I never miss. Hello and welcome back to the second episode of Super Cynical Cinema. The bat not as valuable as the first one. What did you say? Not as valuable as no. the first one. No, the number twos never are. Speaking of number ones, I I know that you guys. It's an audio podcast, so I will do my best to describe it. I picked this up at a pawn shop for like four bucks. It's a RoboCop number one, and you put it on your shelf. Uh, <laughs> wow. Well, actually, issue twenty one. Sorry, but it's part one of a beyond. Does the cover look cool? Arc. And I read it. It's terrible. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder where you find it at a pawn shop. Well, well, it's mostly because it's RoboCop. That's really the only reason. I yeah, choose I, to believe I, I Inspector really Gadget just bought it because it was is a, cool a spinoff, cover and I like <laughs> RoboCop. Because <laughs> nothing RoboCop can be bad. No, not even a reboot. not even two or three or a reboot. <laughs> But, uh, or versus Terminator. Yeah, there's so much. Uh, so anyway, this is a bad movie podcast, but it's not your average bad movie podcast. We're sticking to one type of movie, and that is some really bad superhero movies. And uh, if you haven't listened to episode one, go check it out. It's Electra. We just talk so much crap on that movie because that movie is a heaping pile of dog shit. <laughs> it's so awful. <laughs> it is the worst. Oh. So to continue with that theme, we thought if we're going to do a lecture, why don't we go back in time and go to the pseudo prequel, the 2003 amazing action picture, Daredevil. I would also like to point out that um, because we're doing this and obviously in the future we're going to be doing Ghost Rider, this is the most anybody will ever talk about Mark Steven Johnson, the director. Including his wife. <laughs> exactly. Damn. Oh, boy. So, Daredevil. Why did Sony think it was a good idea? Give a little background. I want to give us some background on Daredevil. Um, this movie is a movie that I watched constantly as a kid. Because not only did I rent it a bunch, but it was also a, a bunch on HBO or like any on TV. It was constantly in rotation. So I could pro I don't think I could do a like complete like full quote of the movie, but I remember like shot for shot everything in this movie. I'm in the same I know this is I'm, Oh god. I'm, I'm in the same boat. I've seen this movie a lot. So much so I now own two copies of it. <laughs> Super fan. <laughs> I I know this is hot topic, but how awesome like was it going to the video store to go rent something like with your parents or something? Like that was great. Not, I missed they days. rented what they wanted. Oh, your parents must <laughs> didn't let you pick out a movie for yourself. You didn't even get one. No. What? It, okay, even if I did, it had to be by committee, and I have two younger oh, sisters. Yeah. Okay. Breaking news: Sparks' childhood kind of sucked. <laughs> <laughs> well, it didn't suck that much because he was watching Daredevil all the time. So. That's because <laughs> I owned it. Uh, chance. Several times. Chance, what's your experience with Daredevil? Uh, this was the first time I've seen it all the way through. 
I've seen parts okay. of it on... Ca- what? I'm younger than both of you. Don't even. I was nine years old when this movie came out. So you're watching oh, this my eyes aren't virgin anymore. It came out on Valentine's Day of 2003. So or, or like... How old are you? I would have been 10 years old in October of 2003. So I wasn't even... I, ten years old yet. <laughs> I was I, I was five years old then. <laughs> I, 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 Quick maths in this podcast. Uh, <laughs> What's well, even funnier? This I, is a Valentine's let me, let me Day do the math on this. of all things. So Damn! You, you were in the demo. I think I was. Like <laughs> four, I think I was like fourteen or fifteen. Yeah. Yes. It was because it was two thousand three, right? And I was born in eighty eight. Wait. You're th- you're gonna be 31 this year. 90, Hot. I had no idea 90. you even hit 30 last year. I didn't know you were 30. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I knew in your late 20s. I knew you were older. Than me. I didn't know you I were you 30 in your 30s. I you know I knew you were 28 when I met you, so I should have done the math myself. Yeah, yeah, I, I thought about that, and then the fact that you're like, oh, I graduated in 2007. I should have like patched it together in my brain, but math is hard. <laughs> Love you. Love regardless, you. Wow. Regardless, when Daredevil I came out, you also have to think of the time that it came out. It came out in 2003. It was right after the, the Spider-Man made gangbusters at the at the box office. So It was two years after 9-11. I don't know how that relates to um, anything. <laughs> okay. I was talking about the world at that point. Oh. I was just talking about the superhero movie landscape. I didn't know we were going into... George Bush, Bush is president. Bush yep. was about to get reelected, and <laughs> well, and everybody was all hyper patriotic. Yeah, Toby Keith had several number one hits. I I say this stuff, and I would like to point out these things about it in its time because this movie is absolutely a victim of its time. Like it screams two thousand and three when you watch this movie. It's and very early two thousands. Yes, very much so. Um, so let's jump into the plot of 2003's Daredevil. So the movie opens uh, just just like Spider-Man. We have narration from our hero, Matt Murdock. Uh, he's talking about his life as a kid. Well, it kind of opens with uh, him and his dad and his dad being a boxer and all that. We kind of get the backstory on them. And then shortly after, we talk about the story of how he got... Do they say out loud that it's like like nuclear waste or something that blinds him, or is it just like a barrel of something, right? Just a barrel of something. Yeah, I, I didn't think they went into detail with that. It, so, it was implied. There was things written on it, but they didn't talk about it. Right. So we uh, he he has that happen to him, and we get all that. We we build the relationship with his dad, um, well, Jack. Not, so so wait, wait, so we start with that. We start with the relationship building, but we start with that hospital scene, where like the sound of a water dropping is just like an atom bomb in his ears. Yes, and it's it's such a like I said, it just it reminds me so much of what they were trying to do with Spider Man because it starts identically, where it starts with the hey, this is you know the story of I'm a girl. Matt Murdock. This is my life. What are you, you're wondering how I got here, kind of thing, but. Kind of gives the backstory of him as a kid. Gives his relationship with his dad. He finds out that his dad was actually, you know, the the cliched um, story of oh, his dad was supposed to take a dive for the mob. Well, before that, his dad was a strong guy for the mafia. 
Yeah, and they which had bets caused, on, which is what caused him to run out into the in front of you know a forklift with chemicals. And that was also the thing where it led to his dad was supposed to take a dive for the mob. And his dad's like, no, man, I'm not going to do that because I want to be a hero for my kid. And it's like, you dumbass. You got yourself killed. Well, before that, they had that little pact going on. It's like, all right, so you do your best at books and I'm going to do my best at boxing. And we're going to both be awesome. Right. And again, he's like, that's kind of his pact that he's going to be a better dad. But then he goes and doesn't take a dive. And he knows that the mob guys are going to kill him. So, so he's still a shitty dad. Well, he's, he's, a shitty, he's a shitty dad by trying to be a good role model. Well, he's like uh, Bruce Willis's character in Pulp Fiction, basically. Yeah. Or he's like Bruce Willis. Oh, yeah. damn. You're going to take a dive. I mean, shit, have you seen Rimmer Willis? No. Oh, man. <sighs> Get out of rough childhood. <laughs> so, yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. We're gonna keep moving. <laughs> we gotta keep moving. Also, also, real quick, Jake doesn't like it. Varies like doesn't it, it? Does that dumb thing where like the start of the movie is the end of the movie, right? Because he's he's hugging the the cross, the, the cross thing. Yeah, well, yeah. You get that the uh, the the iconic cover. Yeah, image. you get you get a shot of that before we get into his backstory as a kid. Yeah, that's what a Frank Miller. Cover. Yeah, I think that was that that might have been the. It wasn't the born again arc, I don't think. It might have been. I don't know. Um, yeah. So anyway, yeah. Uh, Matt sees his dad beating up a dude for the mob, and he's like, "No, that my dad's crazy." And he runs through a shortcut in the alleyway. Boom. A forklift. Which whoever's operating that forklift is probably gonna get fired. Serious lawsuit there. <laughs> it hits a barrel, blinds um, Matt, and then yes, we get the the shot of him in the hospital where the dripping of water is super loud in his ears. So that's a way to illustrate to the audience that his senses are stronger now. And it gives him some sort of, it gives him that sonar ability that Daredevil has where he's super lightened to touch and that can almost make him see and all that. This the typical Daredevil stuff for all the bad things in this movie. I still think it gets some things right. And I think that's one of them. Sure. But this leads to my favorite part of the movie, where in addition to his senses being heightened, everything else gets turned up to 11. So he goes from, you know, he's going from being a kid who's just getting beaten up by the bullies to now being a blind kid who can do backflips. <laughs> For some reason, yeah. <laughs> so I'm blind, you know, and I know now gym, gymnastics. Hey, man, you go blind, you could be a superhero. <laughs> you could do backflips and shit. <laughs> and backflips, and he's riding down... Uh, like rails and shit, like it was nothing. Like he'd been doing this his that whole is life, no- and now he's that just is blind. another example of 2003 because grinding down a rail that was the coolest shit in 2003, man. Skateboarding, blind yourself <laughs> with some ooze, and you can become a ninja turtle. Oh, it just means is I need to go blind myself. I mean, I'm a I'm a, I'm in radio, so I only need yeah, my ears. You, <sighs> you could have you could have your live reads in braille. You'll be fine. Sure. And when I read the weather off, I'll just, you know. <laughs> uh, also, we, in this montage of Matt being blind, we probably get our earliest version of a Stan Lee cameo, R.I.P. <laughs> uh, he actually helps Stan Lee from walking into the street. He stops him and says, you know, hey, don't do that. Just pay attention. Stops him from walking into traffic. Pay attention, man. Don't get hit by a car. It's New York. 
so yeah, he also at one point he gets into a fight with bullies and he manages to beat all of them up because for some reason. Also, one being a bully is a really bad thing. You shouldn't be that. But to bully that's a bad career a choice. Blind kid, that's a whole other level of shittiness, man. B- bullying a blind kid whose dad's dead. Yeah, whose dad just died. Yeah, exactly. That's uh, cold-blooded. Hey, hey, you don't know this kid's backstory. Maybe his mom beats him when he gets home. Well, yeah, he should show a little compassion to his uh, fellow troubled youth then, who can't see. Here's what I'm thinking. Here's what I think. Chance, that's a logical explanation for an emotional reaction. The kid's taking out his frustrations on somebody else. Well, at least pick on the kid who can see you. That's <laughs> all I'm saying. When would a bully ever have a fair fight, dude? Come on. I don't know. Ask Stephen King. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, uh, well, another thing to add to this, uh, I thought would be a cool thing to do with this movie that they didn't, and they did it in the Netflix show. Why wouldn't you have Stick adopt Matt Murdock in this? Because he's already an because orphan. they wanted to, they wanted to avoid the whole Stick line because that's something else entirely. And then it leads into the whole, you know, hand, and then you got to explain all that. Whereas here, he's just naturally gifted as a fighter. He learns to flip and punch things that he can't see. I don't know. I think that would have been a cool callback for fans. But I also understand why they could do it in the Netflix show versus this. Because, I, yeah, I think, I think you're right. I think it's probably just because it's a totally different thing. And at this point, in 2003, people aren't super... You're not get, you can't get away with things that you could now. So fans, it might take a little bit to the gym to get on board with stick and the hand and everything else. But well, fuck it. No, we want to jump right. We want to jump right to the backflips. Fuck it. Let's just jump. Throw it into Electra, a movie that nobody will see. Um, so then we skip forward. We skip forward to Ben Affleck, Matt Murdock, and uh, <laughs> him being the one a, true daredevil. Yes, him being a daredevil. Um, and and uh, being being the the guy that always defends scumbags. Uh, he said, "This is where I'm wondering: Is Daredevil 2003 technically connected to the MCU? Because he's technically hanging out with Happy Hogan." Yeah, because that's totally the same character. <laughs> Foggy Nelson, Happy Hogan. I think they're the same guy. Although, for my money, I actually like Foggy from the. Netflix series better. It's a little more nuanced. Yeah, I like Foggy in that too. But I, I think John Favreau does a fun performance in this movie. He's a much better Happy Hogan, though. Yes. Uh, yeah. Before we get to that, before we see, we jump ahead. We see him as an adult a little bit, and then we get introduced to Michael Clark Duncan again. Yeah. As Kingpin. Best character. Yeah, I think he was actually really terrifying in this movie. I think he was a very good kingpin. Oh, he's, he's a very imposing person. Was. But he's got the size and the voice and the charisma. It's the complete package for kingpin. Yeah, and I, I think that... It, I think it was a big choice to get... A, I mean, he had already been established as an actor at that time, but I thought it was really cool and out of the box to have a black man play that role. And Whoa. What? Dude, just jump right into the rice. Jesus, Jake. You see in color, don't you? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Sparks oh, yeah. hates adjectives. Confirmed. 
I said it's a nice thing and it's cool to have a black actor, but I'm the racist. I get it. I get it. You can't just Whatever. you just can't you know level it down as he's an actor doing a job. Nope, it's got to be that because he's a black man, it's different. <laughs> I have to go for race. I have to play my uh, political cards, my my identity politics. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also where we set up his this. I'm just gonna move right past it. This is what <laughs> Kingpin. Uh, Sets up. We set up the storyline with him and Nicholas Nachachos. 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 That's what I always thought it was. I legitimately, when a kid, when I was a kid watching this movie, I thought his name was Nicholas Nachos. <laughs> what? What? Nachos. Nacho cheese. I. I'm stick. Translation. Nachos. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it means. Uh So we get that. <laughs> Which is oh, weird. I'm trying because to. Every time I see the the guy who plays uh, Nicholas Nachos, I think of his character from Mr. Deeds. So it just bothers me to no end. Oh yeah, the the one of the servants from Mr. Deeds. No, he's not. He's not. He's not a servant. He's like one of the CEOs with the fucking. Beard. Oh yeah, yeah. But one of the spastic colon. Yes, yes, and he's like, "You're a cool dude, man." Um, he got a. They got Frosties. I agree. It was. It, I always think of him as that. Also, I just don't buy him being the dad of Jennifer Garner. <laughs> I just don't. That's okay. We don't buy. We don't buy Jennifer Garner's Electra. Well, that's the so thing too. Is Electra is Hispanic, and I just don't buy. Whoa! No! 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 Oh, no! No! She's no, no. uh. We talked about this last week. Mediterranean. Mediterranean. Yes. Yes. I don't know why I always think it's Hispanic, but uh, her ethnicity is not bland white person. That, girl that is, white. is Jennifer Garner. <laughs> That girl is white as my fridge. And, you know, again, we make one step forward and then two steps back. We get Michael Clark Duncan, and then we step back. Well, to be fair, that's the last steps back we'll be getting from the casting department. Really? I. Yep. Everybody else is aces. Uh, I, <laughs> I mean, it's hard to argue, but um, we'll keep we'll keep, we'll, we'll keep going. Uh, so then after that, we get into Matt and Foggy's relationship. They're hanging out at the diner, just chit chatting, shooting the breeze. Um, there again, I could be doing this out of order. I, I, I think I, I think you are because I feel like you've skipped that whole bar scene with the, after the court. Right, right. Yeah, you're right. So we got to go all the way back because Matt, uh, Loses a case and a dirtbag walks. Okay, let, yeah, let, let me let me take okay. this one, Jake. I got this. All right. I so remember the second half of the earlier. movie really well. The first half, I'm always really fuzzy on. <laughs> All right, so we, we we reverse a little bit back to where Matt shows his ability to hear people's heartbeats yes, and the they're lying. Yeah. And th- there's a scumbag on trial who's been accused of sexually it's rape. I think wasn't it? basically rape you can call it what you want raping a woman and he manages to get away with it because get off is the weirdest thing for somebody to say in that I always court. thought that was a weird court term too especially <laughs> in that circumstance of course he got off he <laughs> yeah he did <laughs> if we ever do a, we're, we're if we ever do a cold open here. for Nobody the show please let that be the first one <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
It doesn't. So anyway, so the guy manages to get away with it. Yes, he gets away with it. Let's just move on. And of course, Matt's Matt's pissed about it. Of course, because he's a good guy. So he decides to uh, go put on his suit and track the guy to this very, very 90s this bar. biker bar kind of thing. Where he's, where he's hiding up in the rafters and people can Which, obviously yeah, see Which, yeah, I'm sorry. Him. I mean, I get it. I get the aesthetic and the idea, but it's, it reminds me so much of like Batman, Ar- the Arkham games. Well, like clearly there's this six foot four man standing on this gargoyle. There's clearly this six foot man in this red leather devil suit. It's dark in there. The you can't see him. <laughs> Yep. Well, Matt can't. So of see course it. that leads to a whole, leads to a whole bar shootout fight thing, and the scumbag ends up running away down into the subway. And you know they have their little fisticuffs, and you you learn that Daredevil is a little sensitive to noise, that a little too much can set his ears off and make everything hard to concentrate. Well, and that's well and fine, but then he recovers, punches a guy down into the uh, down onto the tracks. And my, my, one of my favorite lines here, he goes, that light at the end of the tunnel, that's not heaven, it's the sea train. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Before it you know, runs the guy over and cuts him in half. So then we get that, and then you get to Joe Pantoliano, who's playing um, Which ben is Yurik. interesting, though, because this kind of sets it up in the movie that Daredevil will kill people, which mm-hmm. he's gone... Murder. In and out of that in the comics, where there's like there's times where he does kill people, there's time that he doesn't. But yeah, this just flat out from the onset. It's like, no, he murdered this guy. <laughs> yep, yep, no, no doubt about it. So anyway, so you get Ben Yurick there, and he's questioning the cops, who's you know asking him to hey, say it's the Daredevil, blah blah blah, and he walks away. And I I don't know why they put this in the movie. He lights a cigarette, flicks it, and it hits this particular spot where Daredevil <laughs> must have traced out the D's for his initials. Onto the ground in gasoline or lighter fluid. Again, I hate to be this guy, but how can a blind man have that good of craftsmanship to strategically off, plan that? How does he know what a, <laughs> oh, he how knows. Does a, how does a blind man know what a D looks like? <laughs> well, he was blind before. Or he was, I'm sorry. Yeah, he knows what Ds look like. But either way, he went through all this. <laughs> but either way, so he went through all this trouble to trace two, two interlocking Ds on the ground in lighter fluid. Just on the off chance, somebody lit that on fire. It's going to look so cool if I can oh, see it. This is going to look sick. <laughs> oh, my God. So then that flash forwards to Matt and Foggy hanging out at the restaurant. You know, Matt shows off his heightened senses and he can smell Electra. Which, which leads to the infamous playground fight. Before that, it's also funny to point out that Happy gets agitated with Matt and says, I'm going to fuck with my blind friend. Again, total dick move. <laughs> and instead of handing him the honey, he hands him mustard. So then Matt decides to pour all this mustard in his coffee. And then Matt, being the cool dude that he is and knows that, switches it back out. Yeah, because he, he, he was trying to make a joke. point about trust and all that fun shit. So then he switches the coffees and Foggy ends up with the one with mustard in it. Ah, everybody's laughing. Yep. To wit, why would Matt ask for the honey if he must have known where it was? I think Matt was trying to prove I don't know. They're just trying to put a stupid joke in this movie. But anyway, so he quote unquote smells Electra. So she's always like, oh God, was it rose water and something else? 
Yeah, something like that. Yep. But anyway, so and then it leads to the playground fight, which is fucking ridiculous. Before that, I gotta mention it's just the little things in this movie that makes me laugh. So when he goes up to her, again, I'll give Mark Steven Johnson credit. Mark, this is an aspect of Mark Mur- uh, Mark of Matt Murdock's uh, personality. He is a player, and he does flirt with women. All the- he's banging everybody in, in the comic books. So to see him kind of co- like playfully flirt with her and stuff like that. That that makes sense for the character. However, it it was kind of a stupid thing for, or kind of a like cheap thing to be like, "What are you bl- blind?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that really well punctuated joke. It's right in front of you. Well, can you help me? What are you blind? Yeah, <laughs> it's just the delivery of it's perfect. So then we get yes, the 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 sexy flirtati- flirtatious playground fight well what were those children thinking first of all yeah kick that blind guy's ass or <laughs> or yeah kick that woman's ass. or yeah beat the beat the shit out of that lady or they're just trying to fucking they're just trying to fucking play some basketball or something and then these two people who clearly have some weird sexual tension just come over and just start playing <laughs> just fighting each other in the middle of your basketball game oh no they're, they're the kids are totally <laughs> into it this is awesome <laughs> I wouldn't be mad because I'd be like, yo, whose ball is it? <laughs> but yeah, you're right. Hey, man, beat up that woman. Hey, woman, beat up this blind man. <laughs> Domestic no, abuse is fun. Everybody loses, including including the audience. The climactic scene of it was, first of all, she's not like blown away that this blind man could do this stuff. How dare she? Okay. And then second of all. Oh, she sees. He sees it everywhere. <laughs> yeah, all the time. And then the scene, the the climactic part of the scene was they're running at each other on a seesaw, on a teeter totter. That that was, man. Oh yeah. oh yeah. It. Well, no. Well, they're both balancing one foot on each side of it. And what is this? What is that he, fucking music that is playing under this scene? That weird like. Is it Evanescence? Hip hop, shit. <laughs> Who knows? No, not yet. But no. It was like that weird, like techno hip hop shit that everybody put in, like those early two thousand movies. When there was an action scene, you had to put that in there for some reason. Yep. So, anyways, by this point, they've proven pretty well that Daredevil is a pain in the ass to Kingpin. So Kingpin decides to hire, well, the best goddamn assassin there ever was. We fly to Ireland. Ireland. And that's where we meet Colin Farrell as Bullseye. <laughs> I think you're a little Scott. Yeah, I always get, they always kind of run into each other for me. So we get introduced to uh, Bullseye, and uh, Sparks pointed this out, Chance, to jump around is the first. Nope, it's, it's it's not jump around, but it's House, House of yes, Pain. Yes, House of Pain. You're right, it's not jump around. It's, it is a House of Pain song. In this Irish bar, and... We see Colin Farrell as Bullseye chugging a beer, not looking at a dartboard and throwing these darts, and every single one of them is hitting the Bullseye, and everybody's like, oh, man, he just hustled us and took all this money from us. Well, let's back up, because we want to really point out the aesthetics of this this criminal mastermind. (laughs) So first off, he's just kind of wearing street clothes. With a sick-ass goatee. Yep. And a beanie, which is hiding 
the impression of a bullseye on his forehead know that until later. No, wait, he does do that in this scene. Yep, you're right. Yeah, he does it after the guy calls him out for being for hustling him. Yeah, and then he just slowly like just stares at him, but he's like staring at the camera, and he like pulls it off and has this weird like creepy smile on his face. Like Ugh. he just makes weird noises the whole time. He's bullseye. Oh, he 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 he's an absolute gem. <laughs> He's just, ugh, Ew. like, pulls it off. <laughs> and then we see, instead so, of, you know, again, I understand, 2003, you can't really put him in the, because, honestly, Bullseye's costume is kind of stupid. I'll admit, it is a dumb-looking costume. And you can't put him in it in 2003. But, man, that was a choice, to just have a Bullseye branded on his forehead. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, God. So, so, so. And I, what I can only describe is pre Heath Ledger Joker magic trick fashion. After getting called out, he takes a paper clip, and for the life of me, I don't know how, straightens it out in one fluid motion, and then manages to break and, it off into sections. And then, for anybody who's ever tried this, for the love of you, try straightening out a paper clip. It's a. You bitch. know what's stupid is ever since I've seen this movie. As a kid, every time I saw a paperclip, I tried to do it. I really did. I tried to straighten it out like bullseye and break it into pieces. Can't do it, coach. I could never do it. Nope. I don't don't even get to the breaking it part. I can't straighten it. So, anyways, he breaks it off to little pieces and then manages to fling them into the guy's throat like a dart. And then as he he turns away after getting the job, the, the moment is punctuated by House of Pain. Saying top of the morning to you. <laughs> Can I, I, I also don't understand how he killed this guy. Cause it didn't even, it just got, looked like it got him in his fat under chin. Like it didn't even look like it got him into his throat. <laughs> I guess what they're trying to say is like it punctured his trachea or something. It just looked like it got into his fat jowls. Yummy. So, and as we, we, we go to that and then, oh uh, my God. So then Matt and, Electra, go on their little date, and while and while that's going on, I don't even know how the time jumps in this movie work for the life of me. It's a little well and beyond me. While that's going on, Bullseye is traveling on a plane. To which he's sitting next to an old lady, who won't shut up. It's just yammering, just keeps talking. And so his solution, which I gotta, I gotta give him credit. I love that he's just a full blown sociopath in this movie. So his solution to shut her up is to rip open a bag of peanuts and flick the peanuts off the back of the seat in front of him, ricochet it into her throat, and choke her to death. <laughs> like, it goes and she chokes on it and dies. <laughs> and then the flight attendant comes by and asks if he needs anything, and he asks for more well, she, peanuts. Well, she falls back, and her head goes on his shoulder, so it looks like she's sleeping. Yeah, and he's uh-huh. like, more sure. peanuts, please. <laughs> <laughs> because he because he doesn't know that when he gets off the plane people aren't going to notice the dead woman that was sitting beside him well he could, she's old he could have said she had a heart attack or something <laughs> oh i suppose old so. age <laughs> uh, so that happens and then at some point bullseye meets kingpin before that electra and matt when they're having their date they get into we find out that Matt sleeps in a cryo tank. Oh yeah, that's an amazing and then moment. Guess what happens? Electra gets in there and they 
Oh, God. Except it doesn't. That doesn't no. happen. She doesn't get in there. She doesn't but get in they, the cryo tank. They do fuck, but... But Matt has this weird moment where he's chasing down some bad guy in Hell's Kitchen. And then the bad guy manages to get away, but he scares the living bejesus out of some kid. And he's going through this crisis where he's like, I'm not the bad guy. I'm not the bad guy, kid. I'm not the bad guy. And then he runs into Electra, and then he sees her in the rain. He explains how his abilities work. And we get this really horrible CGI rendered version of Jennifer Garner's face, which really doesn't do her Why any favors. Sexist. Her so much. I'm trying to... Th- <laughs> I'm trying to figure out why people are so enamored with her. Are people really enamored with her? Maybe Capital One people. Uh-huh. About as much as... Was it... Orbits or something? No, Priceline. Priceline loves Kaylee Cuoco. Also, Why? how much fucking money does Capital One have? They got Jennifer Gardner and Sam Jackson doing commercials for them. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? God bless Sam Jackson. He won't even turn down acting roles in a Capital One commercial. No, he, he knows it's for the money. <laughs> what's in your wallet? Um, uh, More money, motherfucker. What's in your wallet, motherfucker? Uh, Chance... You've been pretty quiet. How how do you feel? Well, uh, how did you two fail to like mention? Just gloss over the fact that he sleeps in a a little chamber. Oh, we we talked about the hyperbaric (laughs) chamber before you came in. Yeah, but okay. No, they don't. Blind people don't sleep in those anyway. (laughs) Why? I think the justification in this is because that way you can drown out all the... Apparently, because he's blind, <laughs> he hears every fucking thing on the planet. So I think he, he can get it. He can't get the world to shut up, so yeah, he seals himself away. I think that is their justification <laughs> for it. It's stupid, but I think that's... Well, <laughs> and I think on some level, they think of it as some sort of metaphor for him not being able to... I'm Dracula, bitch. He's so isolated. <laughs> you give it... And, and also, in addition, it's filled with ice, so it's a muscle relaxing. Sparks, thing you are thinking way. You were thinking more about the screenplay than Mark Stephen Johnson did when he wrote it. Are you saying I should be writing? It's not yes. that deep. Yes. I'm still getting Colin Farrell. <laughs> I think his justification was just the surface level of like, yeah, I just want to tune out sound. Sparks, maybe he was trying to say that, but I think you, I think you did a better job explaining that than Mark Stephen Johnson ever could. When he's with his movie, oh, go ahead. Again, also the ice, the ice for his CrossFit, all the bruises and the <laughs> no, yeah. Well, no, I mean, you've, when you see his oh, yeah. back, well, you see that he's scarred up. So it's it's for the bruises and the scars. But I'm trying to figure out how he manages to keep himself suspended. Or in catching hypothermia and dying. Drowning. Well, those cryo... Well, eventually the water catches up to you. Those cryo tanks have just enough water to let you float and not drown. Like, there's, there's enough to not submerge you, but there's enough to... That one, that one was yeah. pretty deep. As deep as the symbolism. I've been listening... I couldn't do that stuff, man. That Those cryo tanks freak me out. I have a little bit of claustrophobia... And just being in an enclosed space like that with just water. I've heard it's good for you. Like, it clears your mind and everything. And I'm like, I'm good. I'll just sleep. <laughs> I, I mean, on the flip side, if you add an assload of salt in it, it'll keep no, you buoyant. Yeah. 
Oh my god. It's salty too. You guys talking about turning yourselves into beef jerky. God. Um <laughs> No, no, it actually it actually works. Like the dead well, sea. I know that. You know, I'm just just lay in your back in the dead sea and you'll just keep There's floating. a reason it's called dead sea sparks you'll end up dead. Don't go to that. If you drink it. Okay, right, what I was saying was when he says to the kid, I'm not the bad guy, after beating the living shit out of someone, I was like, I'm not the bad guy. You just beat someone to an inch of their life. And sir, sir, you're, you're dressed, dressed like, like the Satan. Devil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who's the bad guy? Wait, you know, I. Uh, I'm bad, man. Damn, got me there, kid. <laughs> Not yet. And I won't I will be. be. And of course, this whole time they've also established that he has a church relationship where he can go and confess his sins to this father that he, this priest that he has a relationship with. And of course, doesn't the priest know that he's Daredevil? Oh yeah, no, he knows. Yeah, yeah, because he comes to him at the end of the movie, and they have their big fight in the church and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, establishing more of Matt being, you know, the guilty, you know, Catholic guilt characteristic that he's had. So yep. good on them but, for keeping that. So then we get a meeting between Kingpin and Bullseye, and we get that Classic. wonderful line. I want a fucking costume. He, Bullseye throws <laughs> that he can th- shows that he can throw a pencil at, what was that, an olive? Yeah. He, he, well, yeah, because Kingpin is, like, making a martini... And he's holding it up with a fork, like a little fork, and then Bullseye goes and kills it, and it get, gets this pencil in it, and he's like, "Oh, that's impressive," kind of thing. Oh, oh I hired the right guy. <clears throat> and then Bullseye goes, "Yeah, they 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 hammer out the details of the guy. Just, I want a I want a bloody costume." Yeah, but uh, if you watch in the R-rated director's cut, he says, "I want a fucking costume," because it's edgier. <laughs> yeah. So then Matt and Electra, which by the way. His fucking costume is the same thing that he had on in the first place. He doesn't get a costume at all. No, no, no. He gets a decked out black trench coat. He gets that sweet early aughts trench coat. Mm-hmm. Like Neo. <laughs> yeah. And any other, f- or Blade or any other fucking action movie. Oh, God. I was actually time. watching a video on YouTube about this, like why people were wearing trench coats in the early 2000s. Why? It, it was just an examination. Because they look the fucking sick. Look how fucking cool I look. But anyway, so, and then we jump to Matt and Electra having a little date, and Matt finds her really quick. He's like, yo, I can still smell you. Because he's not <laughs> creepy at all. <laughs> That's creepy. Stop it's doing that, creepy. Matt. <laughs> you smell like. Was this before or after they had sex? After. Oh, then, then, then he's just not showering. You sound yeah. like. <laughs> so then. So then they flirt for a little bit, and then Electra's dad gets noticed that Kingpin is after him, and they panic, and they try to leave, and Daredevil, or fucking Bullseye, shows up. And uh, this whole sequence is just amazing. Oh, it's so good. We're missing... There's some layers to this dinner party, because we see uh, Nicholas Nachos again. Nacho! And, uh... (laughs) Nacho! That would have been... Oh, man. Movie <laughs> came out at the wrong time. Uh, we, we, get Joe, we get Joey Pantiliano... I can't say it. Pantiliano. Or Joe. Joey Pants. It's, it's Joseph. Joe. It's Joey Pants. Uh, <laughs> Joe Pantiliano. <laughs> he, he's, uh, 
He's doing. He's you know being there, being a reporter. He's there. He's he's Ben Urich, isn't he? Yep. So he's there uh, at this party, and he's talking to Kingpin, or he's talking to Matt and Happy and all this, and uh, he's pretty much saying that Kingpin just doesn't kill you; he kills your whole family, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Wait, that's later, isn't it? Or is that? No, it's there. And uh, Kingpin gives Nicholas Nachos a rose in his pocket, essentially saying, "You're dead, motherfucker." Get some rose. Um, and now, so and now Sam Jackson. Yeah, and that's also like his calling card. If I give you a rose, he puts roses on your dead bodies. That's a throwback to the beginning of the movie when Matt finds his dad dead and he's squeezing uh, a rose in the rain. He's squeezing the the fluid out of the rose? Yes, somehow there's some fluid in there. I don't know. It's just that fresh. So, yeah, that's the whole thing. That's the setup. So now you know that Nicholas is going to get fucking iced. So they leave the party. We're back to speed. Back up to speed. They leave the party, and well, it's not even that he leaves Matt the party. He finds out it. about that, so Matt skis is out of there. And is like, I gotta go get my my bat my my bat suit, my devil suit. And of course, <laughs> at this time, fucking Electra and her dad are like bailing like fast. They're like, oh god, we're fucked. Yeah, everybody involved in that situation, Matt, Nick, Electra, they're all like, we're fucked. We need to get out of here. So they're leaving, and then. Bullseye shows up again on a motorcycle on a motorcycle because remember it's the 2000s and if you want to be cool you got to have a trench coat and a motorcycle and a bullseye and, on your forehead and he shows up and um, goes to attack Nick Nicholas but uh, Daredevil intervenes and then we have the single greatest line of the movie because he throws these throwing stars at Daredevil Shurgan? and he dodges them yeah and he, then you hear Bullseye say the greatest line of the whole movie, "I missed." Well, it's because what I never missed. Bullseye does a bunch of back or no? Was it his backflips and he dodges them? Yeah, as he's throwing them, Daredevil does some like summer looks like cartwheels out of the way, and it misses him. And then that's I, I missed. I never miss. <laughs> so then somehow Bullseye gets his hand on one of Daredevil's billy clubs. And he well, just fucking wings it. I don't know how that happened. How he got... I think he... Uh, he I think when he flipped, it fell out or something. No, uh, what happened was uh, Bullseye threw it at Daredevil. As a, or, <sighs> Daredevil threw it at Bullseye while he was on the motorcycle. hit him right in the center of his head and knocked him off of it. Yeah. And then they kind of fight a little bit. And then Daredevil... Then Bullseye rolls over and has it and goes... Yeah. <laughs> And throws it, and there's a nearby explosion of a car, and because of that, it messes with Daredevil's sonar vision, and he can't grab. There's like five or six different billy clubs he, instead of the one. He ends so up he missing by like an inch, it, and it goes right through Nacho's <laughs> chest. It, it, no, which it, I gotta, I gotta say, for PG-13 was pretty fucking gnarly. Nacho. I thought that was pretty goddamn thing buried <laughs> itself in there. It was like, yeah, that thing was deep yeah, <laughs> into was. that dude's chest. It's all get hit him and cause an arrhythmia. And it went in. And it wasn't, it, usually in a scene like that, you see, like, it's a it's shot from, like, where it would have hit him up. So you wouldn't actually see the impact. Now, this movie's like, fuck it. Let's show this thing going into this dude. And I thought it was pretty cool. So then, I, I like it. So then Electra loses her shit, grabs a gun, and starts firing at Daredevil for some reason. Because it was his billy club. And he was kind of involved, I guess. Nobody asked him. 
Uh, so yeah, she shoots him, and then we get to arguably the best scene of the early 2000s. The Ooh. training montage of Electra Evanescence. Yeah, set, <laughs> set to wake me up inside. <laughs> and it's not just like it's a snippet of the song. This is a full-blown fucking music video. It's like all it's four amazing. minutes of that song. <laughs> she, she's running around inside of a ballroom. Dude, it Ooh. literally starts with her in a crouched position. With the slow part of that song and her like bringing the size around and then it just like kicks in and then she's like, wake me up. And she's like, cutting all these things. And I'm like, man, this is, you're really, really showing your age movie. No, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Actually, we'll get it backwards. The funeral came first. Oh, that's right. And you had another fucking Evanescence. They were all over this movie. They put them back to back. So you got the funeral where it's, it's, it's raining and everybody the, has black umbrellas. One. Oh, God. What's the sad one? Um, My Immortal. You know what? I'm so proud of you, kid, because I would not remember that one. I joke, but, you know, I used to, everybody listens to Evanescence back in the so, day. Come on now. So that happens, and then Matt's like, you know, he does the I'm sorry, and then she's like, he's going to fucking, the Daredevil's going to fucking die. Wait, what? <laughs> and then. I would love for and, that to happen in one of these movies. And then training montage. Instead of the, like, no, you don't understand. He's not the bad guy. To just literally want him to be like, yeah, you should do... Wait, what? <laughs> not me. Babe, I'm Daredevil. I don't know why he's Keanu Reeves. But no, that's, that's not going to happen yet. No, not until she does. Or she, not until <laughs> she stabs him and then figures it out. So anyways, so insert... Okay, so we do funeral, then training montage of her dancing around stabbing sandbags with Darede- with devils drawn on them. I forgot that. I did not remember them having the fucking... <laughs> I thought they were just, like, exes. I didn't... I totally forgot that they were literally... What's amazing is horns. Bullseye was during that whole thing. But she's so focused on Bulls, on Daredevil. Yeah, I, I, I don't... I think it's just that stupid thing that they did in superhero movies where it's like, no, we have to go after the hero. And I don't... Yeah, I thought it was kind of silly because why wouldn't she want to kill both of them? Mm-hmm. So, because they're both kind of responsible. So yeah, anyway, so training montage. She cuts open a bunch of sandbags. I feel sorry for a house cleaner. What the fuck? <laughs> just walking. That's the thing we're missing. They need to cut to some lady just walking in. Okay, Electra. You know, I hope you're holding up. What the hell? Where'd you get all this sand? Actually, I want I want the before work where she's setting up all of the pulleys and everything to run at different times because they're not dropping or- in succession. They're dropping randomly. Or like, <laughs> or finally, that theater major paid off. <laughs> or it's just like, some guy just walks in with like 50, 50 fucking big ass sandbags. I have no idea what you're doing with this, but uh, here you go. And they're just like sitting there, like setting it up. Yeah, the setup for that must have been ridiculous. Yeah, no, just put some over here. Put put some over there. I Alexa, I gotta ask, what are, what are we doing here? Uh, well, I'm actually I mean, training to attack a man, grown man in leather that's dressed like the devil. Woman, your who's, father just who's died. also blind. You gotta you know sort sort out his assets <laughs> and everything else. Who? <laughs> so yeah, you know what? I'm sorry I asked. Here you go, Electra. Here's your here's your fucking sandbags. I'm out of here. Way to use an inheritance. I mean, <laughs> serious. She bought she bought a sand company just for this scene. The reached levy doesn't need it. <laughs> well, and a whole theater, and 
and a theater department. You can't see the kids in the the kids in the background pulling on the strings. I mean, I'm sure we won't need this in New Orleans, but all right, here you go. <laughs> Topical. Uh, uh, we, this was before Katrina, so lectures <laughs> caused Katrina. I'm just gonna say it. Yep, mustn't. So this happens, and then we go to the rooftops. Oh man. Oh uh, yes. Yeah, so they uh, we have the confrontation between Elektra and Daredevil. Daredevil clearly is not fighting. He's just like, hey, no, I don't want this. Stop it. Stop doing this. Stop attacking me. I'm trying to talk to you. And uh, she's like, nah, I ain't having it. You killed my dad. And the, well, no, there no. should have been multiple times where he should have just taken the mask off and be like, I didn't kill your dad, man. No, no, no. Or sh- should have been like, hey, did you forget there was a bald guy with uh the bullseye embedded in his forehead well, kind of hard to miss well no there's an, well, there's this amazing part where he actually tells her i didn't do it and jennifer garner lets out this amazing lunch goes liar it's not who i am underneath i forgot about that liar <laughs> she was fucking jack black liar lie <laughs> oh so, god so, to, to make a long story short she stabs him in the face, no. In the chest, she stabs him with, with her size, and then that's when we get the big reveal. She takes, she's like, "Now I want to look into the face of my father's killer," kind of thing. Takes off his mask. Oh shit! It's Matt. Bum, she bum, done bum. fucked up. So because it just works out coincidentally that he was in a weakened state, that Bullseye shows up. Well, he's an opportunist to take out Electra. Well, he can't. Bullseye shows up to finish the job naturally, but now it's like, well, the devil can't fight me. So then Electra and Bullseye get into this fight, and she's, you know, apparently not half the fighter she is in the movie. Which I don't. Here's what I don't understand. And I get that, you know, like Daredevil's not fighting in this scene, but she beats the shit out of him. Again, <laughs> granted, he's not fighting back. But Bullseye just makes her look like a punk. Like, he just whoops her ass. Clearly, she needs and- more sandbags. <laughs> She should have had like a tennis ball machine. She just should have st- stood in front of that. Well, that way she could have just like practiced well, what, slicing. What really amused me about it is she's sitting there stabbing him this size. He's taking his leather jacket and just deflecting them. Well, maybe that's a part of his kick-ass costume, I guess. And then somehow he managed, or she throws the sigh. He catches it. And then what does she, then what does he do? He throws it back. She's like, oh, I'll catch it too. Nope. In my hand. Well, it's so funny because he catches it between his fingers. That's the th- gag is he catches it between his fingers, spins it around, and throws it back at her. She does the same thing. It goes through her hand. <laughs> yep. Again, uh, props to this movie for being a PG-13 movie. They didn't pull away on this. They actually showed this fucking thing sticking out of her hand. I was like, <laughs> good on you, movie. Yep. So then, fast forward, he gets in close, gets a hold of one of her sides, and runs oh, her through. No, no, you're forgetting the a very cool part of this mo- this scene. Oh. When he takes his hand, shakes the playing card out of his sleeve, and throws it across her throat. Oh, Jesus, yeah. <laughs> he gave her a paper Which, cut. Why wouldn't have that? That should have been the kill. I understand the significance of what he does for the end, but like that should have been the kill shot because that would have been funny as hell. I would have laughed so hard if he like did that and slit her throat with a paper cut. That would have been funny as hell. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so he gets in close, runs her through with one of her own size, a la the... Yeah, classic comic book image of him doing that directly from the Frank Miller story. Yep. And then she dies, and she's dying next to Daredevil, and 
this whole time he's like I'll find you oh, oh man I should have got up <laughs> what a bitch I'll never forget watching every time I watch this like yeah it's like so you're taking a nap or like I get that you got stabbed but your girlfriend is gonna get murdered and you're just gonna kind of lay there <laughs> so then we fast forward to what well, we flash back flash forward to him limping along into the church that's another thing too. Like when this movie, this movie like kicks it in a high gear. After that dinner party, it goes like straight into the third act. Like it's straight into the shit. Oh yeah, no, it's right, right into it. So I mean, yes, we have the the funeral and then the Evanescence music video, but then after that, it's just like boom, 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 boom. Well, I think <clears> even <throat> then they knew they were running a little long. Oh yeah, they're like, okay, we need to do some action shit because <laughs> we're doing a lot of talking stuff. Yep. So anyways, like I said, he, you know, get the shot of him on the cross on top of the church, and then he's lowering himself with his billy club, which apparently is pneumatic. I, I'm not even asking anymore. Isn't it in between this where we, where, um, Ulrich finds out, figures it out that he's met Murdoch? Oh, no, no. Takes the, ben, ben Urich takes the, uh, the billy club. Urich. I mean. goes, goes and talks to the, the, goes down to the morgue and then talks to the, uh, Oh god! Now I'm gonna have trouble remembering the job. The coroner, mortician. It's not a coroner. It's a patholog, pathologist. No, it would have been. A, it would have. Wouldn't it? Because he just, he got it out of the autopsy. So I mean, wouldn't he be the coroner? I guess. Either way, who is played by Kevin Smith? <laughs> who? Yes, the Kevin Smith. Who? who also yes wrote for Daredevil. Well, wrote wrote a run of Daredevil, and if you actually listen to Kevin Smith, he is probably like fifty percent of the reason. Ben Affleck got the job because somebody said, "Hey, what do you think about Ben Affleck playing Daredevil?" Is it Ben Affleck? Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, because they were still they were really good friends at the time. Yeah, they still yeah. are. They just you know. They finally there was kind of a thing where they uh, they weren't talking for a while, but they patched things no, up because uh, Ben was busy being Ben. Ben Affleck's in uh, Jane Silent Bob reboot. Yep. So anyway, <laughs> so anyways, yeah, well, that happens and. He shows him that oh my god look at this billy or look at this billy club it's actually a walking or a, a walking stick too. Oh my god he's blind. <laughs> and there's only one blind guy that I know in Hell's Kitchen. And Joe Pantoliano, being person. the genius that he is, puts one and one together. <laughs> there's only one blind person in New York, and that is Matt Murdock. <laughs> well, conven- well, also conveniently, the guy that I talked to early in the movie who has a walking stick that looks kind of like this billy club. And you know, now that I think about it, when I look at when I look at Daredevil, he has the same butt chin as Matt Mur. <gasps> I figured it out. <laughs> oh, I know yeah, that cleft. That anyway, we go to the church. We go to the church to have the final fight between Bullseye and Daredevil. Oh God, such a bad fight. <laughs> this is a this is the thing with like early aughts superhero movies. They didn't know how to choreograph superhero fights yet. Well, so it's a lot of string work and a lot of bad CGI. Well, we get that. We get some really funny shots, like Daredevil throwing the collection plate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just smacks him right in the forehead. And when he finds out that sound is the problem, he's like, oh, I'm going to beat on these chimes. <laughs> we're we're uh, going to make some noise. So, you, you, Oh, God, yes. He's, you can defeat noise. Venom and Daredevil in verbatim the same way. <laughs> By destroying a church? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> By just playing an organ really loud. Well, he didn't play the organ. He starts pulling the pipes out and banging them. Hey, together. Eddie Brock. Yeah, hey, yeah. Matt Murdock. 
here's this. What are you doing this Sunday? <laughs> so then Daredevil. They could not see a Christopher Nolan movie. So then Bullseye breaks some of the stained glass windows because he's going to hell. <laughs> and then proceeds to start flinging the glass. First off, he catches the glass shards as they're falling. In his hands, it, neatly stacked up. Yeah, he catches them like you would ca- like. Uh, he catches them like Peter Parker catches his his lunch in Spider Man One. Like he catches it like, and they all stack. And apparently, sharp objects just don't cut his flesh. Do you okay? He's flinging that glass like Jim Carrey did in The Grinch when he was throwing jury jury duty mail. Jury duty, jury duty. Oh yeah, no. He's just going all out with that shit, just flinging glass. So this leads up to the penultimate moment where they're up by a window and one of the police snipers shoots a bullet. Daredevil hears it and then moves Bullseye's hands right into the path of the sniper bullet. Oh, my God. And then we get this beautiful imagery of the stigmata. Bullseye literally going, oh, where there's holes in his hand in a church. Oh, God, the, this movie. The stigmata, yeah. <laughs> I like how subtle they are See, with their uh, imagery. <laughs> this is the stuff that, that, like, Sparks and I were, talk- were talking about before we went on the air. We were talking about, like, there are parts of this movie even now that I still love, and there's parts that I still really like, but then there's stupid shit like that in it where I'm like, oh, man. As a kid, thought it was super dope, but now I'm just like, oh, God, that's stupid. That is just beating me over the head. Oh, look, they're fighting in a church. And he's he's got all this, you know, he's the devil in the church, and it's it's all about his guilt and all this stuff. His girlfriend was just killed, and then oh yeah, just to throw it in, stigmata. <laughs> and I thought that the um, Jesus metaphor in Man of Steel was subtle. Oh god, we'll get to that movie. That's a stay tuned. And then Daredevil throws Bullseye out the window onto a cop and Kaplui. He's dead. Or so we nope. thought. Um, this uh, is, that, again, props to this movie, because I thought when I originally saw it, I thought this was how it ends, but then I also forgot, oh, yeah, Kingpin's still a villain, so we have to have his comeuppance. Oh, yeah, I know. This is the, the penultimate bad guy, bad guy fight. I honestly thought the, the Kingpin fight was... I don't think that was bad. I think that one was kind of cool. Yeah, that was all right, because finally Bullseye or Daredevil's put one and one together that Kingpin killed his dad. Yeah, because he's like, oh, wait, oh, Rose. Local vigilante beats up minority. <laughs> Only took me 20 years. Well, didn't he... Didn't, uh... Didn't Bullseye say something when he was fighting Elektra that he was paid for his dad, but he, like, pulled out a rose and, like, sniffed it and went, Ugh. He was like, but I'm... I, you... I'm doing you for free, or something like that. I, I so think he, so, like, yeah. He smelled the rose or something. I don't know. He may not have figured it out until now, but I, I thought there was something there. But <laughs> Bulls? Um, is it? Oh. But then, oh. so so Matt goes to confront the king. What were you going to say, Chance? You kept trying to say something. I was going to say, Bullseye is like a real-life anime villain. <laughs> is... He is everything. <laughs> like... he, is everything <laughs> he, is, he is everything this movie needed, because if not, this would have been... Like Batman versus Superman, where it's so dark and self-serious. I uh, I like how goofy he is, and like he's just munching on scenery in this movie. He 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 is, 
he is like the '60s Joker to this entire movie. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. He's, he's like Jim Carrey's Riddler. Yes. Oh, just do whatever. I can't wait for that movie. Uh, I love Batman Forever, baby. I love Batman and Robin. Oh God, those movies are Joel Schumacher, man. Wow, kill the whole franchise. How to kill a franchise in two movies? So, uh, so anyway, so Matt versus Kingpin. First off, Kingpin just starts whooping his ass. I mean, he is ripping. He's winging him into the ceiling and the floor and all around. Yeah, and I I gotta again. This ad, I think uh, adds to Michael Clark Dutton's performance because he is very believable that he could just manhandle this guy and. Oh, the physicality. And you also have to think the Daredevil had been stabbed by Elektra, had had that big fight with Bullseye, and now he's going to go fight with Kingpin. Kingpin's all rested up, baby. <laughs> he's ready. He's he's waiting. He, he, well, it's more as he goes in without the mask, too. Mm-hmm. He gives zero fucks. Oh, oh yeah, so he's like, he, no, no, he has his mask on. He takes it off in the middle of the... Kingpin takes it off in the middle of the fight. But for some reason, I don't, for life, I don't know why. I guess he just was having trouble focusing. He bursts. He he sets off the sprinkler system in the room, which like floods the goddamn room. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Matt did that to did that. make so he could see. For some reason, I guess he was having problems focusing. So he sets off the sprinkler system, which mm-hmm. again just floods the room. I mean, it turns into like a fucking water park fight. And and the this the scene that always gets me is when he's fighting him and then he like slides between Kingpin's legs and kicks him in the fucking knees. Ooh, that was, was like, ooh, that hurt. Oh, that's smart fighting right there. And a big guy like that, his knees are gonna buckle like that, and damn. And they did. And uh, and then he just that, fucking just lays him out. He's like at that. It, then you know. Uh, Daredevil bests him and then that's when he takes his mask off and he's like the blind lawyer from Hell's Kitchen kind of thing and he's like I'll fight I'll get you I'll talk about you in prison and I'll get you and he's like yeah go and tell people in prison that you got beat up by a blind man <laughs> yeah that's right I was like you know what For all the faults in them in this movie it has its moments when I'm like that was a pretty good line that was a good line so personally <laughs> I'm having trouble figuring figuring out on what grounds he's going to get him arrested because he has nothing to trace him back for the assassination attempt. Yeah. That's like unless it was unless yeah, I don't that's a good point too. That's the most <laughs> All these dubious years, arrest I've ever seen. Of watching these movies, I don't think there's any way that he could connect maybe the rose, but anybody could plant a rose on a body. You don't that's not evidence for anything. Oh. Why didn't even plant it on the body? Put it on the father and Bulls I just happen to have one too. I think the cops are coming for Daredevil because of the bullseye fight. Daredevil's beating up a local community know. leader. He's a menace. Well, obviously. And they arrest. <laughs> so they arrest the black man. <laughs> uh. So anyway, so Kingpin, for some reason, gets sent to pr- to jail, and then we find out in jail that Bullseye lived somehow, and he manages to kill a fly with a needle. Oh God, what was? <laughs> I think so. I think that sounds right. Yeah, he threw a needle and he gets it and he goes Bullseye. And and then we flash forward to Happy and Matt at the cafe 
uh, yeah, they do that, and then Matt, Matt thinks oh, he smells Electra, but it's somebody else. And Did you realize you said happy, credits. right? Oh, I'm sorry, happy. <laughs> Name's a little <laughs> foggy. See? See? <laughs> sorry, foggy. Foggy, happy, same guy. Basically. <laughs> I bet he so wasn't foggy, happy. Foggy and Matt were chilling at the cafe again, and Matt thinks he smells Electra, but it's just somebody else. Oh, man, somebody else could have bought in that perfume. <laughs> and then we get the scene of him jumping from the rooftop in really bad CGI. Yep. With a narration that's really... Because, curious. again, much like the Spider-Man Raimi trilogy, we have to bookend the movie with narration. Yep. And roll credits. A narration that never, in both the Raimi movie and this movie, ever comes back in the movie. It only is for the beginning and the end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah, that is that's uh, Daredevil. Uh, before, But we also forgot to mention that Ben decides not. He was typing up an article exposing Matt Murdock as Daredevil and said mm-hmm. a devil named Murdock. And then instead of just, I don't know, closing the Word document and not saving it, he decides to hit delete and just hold the delete button and delete everything that he wrote. Oh, no, no, no. But then it gets better because then uh, Yurik walks outside to have a smoke and Ben's standing, Go on get him, Tiger. Or, uh, Matt's standing in an opposite building and they kind of nod at him. He goes, Go get him, Matt. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> Sorry about your girlfriend, dude. You go get him. Hey, I'm not going to write that article because I saw you outside and I don't want you to beat the shit out of me. So yeah, That's the thing. It's like, <laughs> does he know that he knows that he's just waiting for him to come out? Oh, he, did you, you did gotta, you it? he, he fucking knew. Cause he, he's just like, this dude's going to, if this blind dude could beat up Wilson Fisk, and this crazy bald bullseye looking motherfucker. I don't I don't want to fuck with him. I'm just well, my question is, how did how did you know that Yurik knew and was gonna write an article? Which was he standing outside going, Are you gonna write it? Did you write it? Did you write it? Did you write it? <laughs> I can't see. Are you writing it? <laughs> I can't hear any more clackety clack. I I heard your I heard your keyboard. Stop. I heard the typing. <laughs> I didn't hear you I didn't hear you send the email. I know you talked to Kevin Smith. <laughs> Oh, man. Kevin Kevin Smith talks a lot. He's dead now. <laughs> he won't make another podcast. Um. So yeah. Well, it was a scale of one to ten, right? Is how we rate these. Yep. Uh oh well no. Before we do that, we've got to play two okay. games. We got to play the Rotten Tomatoes game. So Oof. I have the Rotten Tomatoes pulled up. I will read. Here's how I'm going to do it a little differently. I think we should do for every week. So I got to get an idea of what the percentage should be. I'm going to read you the critic consensus. And then you gentlemen will guess the percentage. Don't pull up the internet. Don't cheat. Not doing it. All right. So Daredevil critic consensus, (coughs) according to Rotten Tomatoes. While Ben Affleck fits the role and the story is sporadically interesting Daredevil is ultimately a dull, brooding origin story that fails to bring anything new to the genre. All right. Chance. For, okay, first first off, they say genre like they've made multiple movies. <laughs> yeah, this is when the genre first started. Um, Chance, I will start with you this time. I'm going to go with 42%. 
Ooh. Ooh, that's incredibly close. Yeah, I'm going to 38. Oh, chance wins. It's 44%. Yes. Uh, just just for fun, first for the shits and gigs, uh, I'm going to read a few quick little blurbs of the rotten critics. This is from Alexander Walker on the Love, from the London Evening Standard. From start to finish, the film is death-ridden and employs over, over-amplified sound to pump up its many pornographic images. What is he, a Christian, wow. Christian critic? Uh, Keith Phipps, I believe, of the AV Club says, There's good stuff in the margins, but on the heels of such, such, ah, such successful comic book adaptations as X-Men and Spider-Man, Johnson's film makes Daredevil look like the second-rate hero he never really was. Okay, to be fair, if you add Blade, that's all the hero movies we had at that time. And the final one I'm going to read here. From Steve Persall of the Tampa Bay Times, the ghostly sonar effects showing how Matt, quote, sees through sound are interesting, and Farrell's Mad Dog performance is fun, but overall, Daredevil is nothing to marvel about. Uh, You lose points. You lose points for that, sir. Okay, so, the budget of this, well, let's, let's do the box office first, right. Uh, Sparks, you go first. What do you think the box office numbers were oh, man. for Daredevil on February 14th, Valentine's yeah, Day, Valentine's tw- 2003? Day. Well, because that's not open. Okay, we're talking opening weekend or worldwide domestic? Just overall box office. Okay, so it opened on Valentine's Day, but that's a moot point. Uh, I'm just saying probably you has got to be competing with romantic comedies, I'm sure, or something stupid like that. Worldwide domestic? I want to say like 96 mil. Wow, you were way off. Mm. I'm going to guess 320 million. <laughs> you were way off, too. 179.2 million. Overall? Yeah. Yeah, yeah worldwide domestic. Um, this is, Again, this is also in a time before the cinematic universe and all that stuff. So now it looks small, then it was big. Also in the fact that this, this made, it was made on a $78 million budget. So it made its money. It made money. But uh, yeah, it doesn't surprise me because you had, I never saw it in the theater, but you definitely had guys like me going to the theater to see it because, you know, it's the beginning of that, like that craze. And we didn't really have things like Rotten Tomatoes or things like that to be like, no, this movie's shit. Don't go see it kind of thing. All right. So now it's time to give our ratings. Again, this is, apparently we're allowing zeros because I gave a lecture at zero last week uh, from zero to ten only halves so it has to be like one and a half or two or two and a half can't do the 2.3 stupid stuff chance um, this is an IGN half. it's not IGN nah. <laughs> uh, I will go first I will give this movie I'll give it a six six out of ten I think it really is a. It does not age well. I think it's very dated in its its dialogue, its action, its CGI. But I think there are moments that I do enjoy. I think Colin Farrell, like like Sparks said, Colin Farrell saved this movie for me because he makes this movie interesting. Just him, just devouring scenery in this movie. So I give it a six out of ten. 
Chance, what do you give Daredevil 2003? Uh, I'm going to say a 4 out of 10. 4? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Just uh, the second act, just the pure amount of talking that happens just kind of gets on your nerves. It gets on my nerves. I don't know. Like, Colin Farrell saves it, obviously. It's just kind of... Like, one man cannot save an entire motion picture. Okay, first off... (laughs) First off, you talk about the amount of talking. This isn't The Dark Knight, because, oh my god, that is a movie rife with talking, especially in the second half. Yeah, but this dialogue's good. (laughs) Quentin Tarantino does good dialogue. I think The Dark Knight is compelling throughout. I've actually had times where I'll quit watching The Dark Knight because I got bored. You save it for when we do the Nolan trilogy. (laughs) I like it. I just get bored. Well, good luck, because we're doing all three, baby. <laughs> oh, God. Strap in. Nine hours. Woo! Ugh. So, Ugh. Chance, four out of ten. I give it a six out of ten. Sparks, what are you, do- what are you getting at? I'll give it a six. Oh, okay. This, this, this is this is most definitely a guilty pleasure for me. I mean, I, I, grew, I like I said, I was in the demo when this movie was released. It's stylish, but dark. The CGI does not hold up with a goddamn... Uh, most of the cast is pretty well chosen. Uh, you know, they, they, they make do with what they've got. Michael Clark Duncan is a just an amazing choice. I, like I, said, I think the weak point really is Jennifer Garner. I just, huh, basic white girl for Elektra. Yeah. I think um, I would agree, too. I think my rankings also. Um, the, the soundtrack is laughable. That early but, 2000s, baby. But God damn it if Colin Farrell doesn't just make this movie interesting. He 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 goes for it. That's the thing that I like is he gets he t- gets this role and kind of just runs with it. I could also understand how somebody could get extremely annoyed with it. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, the, the beauty is he isn't so self-serious about it. He's not method acting in a ledger, in a ledger style, but he's not also phoning it in like Jennifer Garner and Electra. Or, um, oh, Jesus, so many people fucking, uh, Mystique in Dark Phoenix. Oh, God, I can't wait to torch that movie. You guys yeah, even so seen not- that movie yet? No, I'm, nope. oh, man, I'm not, I'm not going to see that until it, if I get Disney Plus, if required. that shows up on that. <laughs> it probably will. It'll be on Disney Plus or Hulu. Yeah. Guaranteed. I gotta watch, unfortunately, it means I got to watch First Class again. I'm not going to enjoy that. I liked first Okay, class. wow. All right. Anyways, so Dude. 6 out of 10, I think, based on nostalgia alone, it's, it's a fair ranking. I, I enjoy the movie. It's a guilty pleasure for sure. Okay. All right. Well, that is 2003's Daredevil. Um, next week, we're going to break it up a little bit because originally we had planned to do Ghost Rider and Ghost Rider Spirit, Spirit of Vengeance next, the next two movies. But um, we're getting a little Marvel heavy, so we're going to split it up, and we're going to do 2017's Frankenstein of a movie, Justice League. Uh, I, yeah. Have you have you seen it, Sparks? Because I know you hate the DCEU. Have you seen Justice League? I, I watched it as sheer curiosity, and all I can say is, my man. Woo! That yeah. Jason Momoa, what a hottie. Uh, that movie is interesting. I can't wait to talk about that because there's so many layers to it. 
And there's so much behind the scenes on the production too. Well, and there, there, there are so many, there are so many layers as if you built yourself a shit sandwich and used different people's shit. Justice well, I mean, League is like not, onions. It stinks. No, it's, it's a movie that, yeah, we'll get into it next week, but it's, it's a movie that they probably shouldn't have made, uh, just because of the tragedy behind it. And the fact that like it, <laughs> the tragedy was its release. Jesus Christ. Um, well, I think he was referring to Zack Snyder's daughter. <laughs> no. That's she did us all a favor. What? Jesus Oh, my Christ. God. I'm going to cut that. <laughs> Trance, you gave Daredevil 4 out of 10. What an asshole. Two minutes later. Good thing <laughs> Zack Snyder's daughter killed herself. <laughs> uh, you know what? You know what? Okay. I'm just enough of a person to admit. At least I didn't make that joke when Andy Reid's son did the same thing. Damn. Uh, yeah, well, that was bad. That, I think it's time to end this week's episode. I ended on a hide. Thank you so much for listening, and I completely understand if you do not come back next week. We to, should probably uh, just cut that. <laughs> to uh, Super Cynical Cinema. Join us next week as we talk about 2017 Zack Snyder slash Joss Whedon directed Justice League. Uh, stay, stay super. Good night, everybody. Oh, dear Jesus. That's my secret, Electra. I'm always blind. <laughs>